Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Contemporary Worship here at Noblesville First. We are so excited that you are joining us this morning. If you did grab an action card on your way in, we definitely invite you to fill those out during worship today. We'll be dropping them here in the offering basket during communion at the end. Here in Contemporary Worship, we love to kick things off with some music. Why don't you stand and join us as we sing together? Let's sing this together. Water you turned into wine. Water you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. 
sing this together. Worthy is the Lamb.
just thank you so much for this opportunity to be here this morning, to come together, to lift our voices in worship to you. God, we just ask that you fill this place with your presence. You fill each and everyone here with your presence. That our worship would rise to you as sweet incense, God. We are so thankful for the opportunity to be here. We just ask that as we leave this place today, we leave different than we came, ready to do your will, ready to love our neighbor in ways we've never thought we could, strengthened by your love and your grace and your power. God, we thank you. Your majesty, you are home. 
holy. invite you to take this time now to pass the peace of Christ to those around you. And welcome to those who are watching on the live stream as well. Glad that you're worshiping with us in whatever form that you are. I am Pastor Jill, and this is our second week of contemporary worship. And we are, again, so excited to be here with you. And thank you, Praise Band, for the lovely praising music this morning. Today we are celebrating the gift of song. The gift of song. So we're going to have a few more um, extra music pieces today. Um, feel free just to open your heart and sing and praise God through music as we do celebrate the gift of song. As we have our series, we're back. We're back, right? So last week was community. This week we're celebrating the gift of song. So with that in mind, let us join together in our call to worship. Be here now and give us wisdom. Give us hope and make us strong. Let our hearts be filled with riches. We praise you, God, and sing your song. We'll have our time of prayer, so I invite you to center your mind on the persons and situations that you would like to lift up this morning, as well as for our, our church, our community, our nation, and the hurting places in our world. So we'll have a time of silent prayer, followed by a pastoral prayer, and then we'll say the Lord's Prayer together. Let us pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for the many, many gifts of our lives. As we continue to celebrate the fact that we can come together and praise you through worship, through song, through sacrament, through fellowship, may we be mindful today especially of the gift of music, the beautiful melodies, the ways that we use our voices to praise you, and the ways that music guides us into a deeper relationship with you. We are mindful today, O oh God, of the many people and situations in our lives, in our communities, in our world. Perhaps we know people who are, are hurting now. We lift up those who are facing health concerns. Lift up those who are grieving. Lift up those 
in recovery. We pray, O oh God, for teachers, for our children starting school, for schools that are anxious about what the year will hold, especially with new COVID concerns. We pray for our nation and those affected by the COVID-19 virus still today. Lord, we pray for our community right here in Noblesville, that your spirit would permeate through places, especially where there may be violence or pain or hunger or those who do not have enough. And we ask that your spirit would be upon each of us here this morning. Perhaps we come from a place of impatience. Perhaps we come this morning with anger in our hearts. Perhaps we come filled with anxiety for the week ahead. So God, we ask that your spirit would fill us, that we would know that we are not alone. And perhaps we come with joyful hearts as well. We look around and see the many gifts in our lives of friendship, of family, of love, of grace, of exciting news, new life and new seasons. So rejoice with us, O oh God, in the ways that we rejoice with you. And may our worship continue to be a time where we feel your presence, that we may leave this place filled with your spirit to do your work in the world. And this we ask all in the name of Jesus, who teaches us to pray by saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. If you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to sit, you can sit. You want to dance, dance. Whatever it is that brings you into worship with our Lord God today. Let's sing this together. is cool. 
the day there's no reason to wait Jesus is calling bring your sorrows and trade them for joy from the ashes a new life is born Jesus is calling oh come to Stumble again, still 
Kirk Gregg and Lucinda Ryan. The scripture reading for today is Colossians 3, 16 and 17. The word of Christ must live in you richly. Teach and warn each other with all wisdom by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Whatever you do, whether in speech or action, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus and give thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of God for the people of God, to which the people of God say, Thanks be to God. We are grateful for the gift of Scripture. I know that guy. He's actually running our, our, our sound in the booth today. Thanks, Greg. If that's something that you guys would like to participate in, we're always looking for Scripture readers. It's a great way to be involved here at church and also be reading the Bible during the week. It's a win-win for everybody. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the Contemporary Service again. I'm Matt Hanselman, one of the pastors here at Noblesville First, and I am just so glad that you are joining us for worship. If you're joining us online, hello. Thanks for joining us as well. We're glad to have you. We are continuing our We're Back series, as Pastor Jill said, focusing on music today. Last week, we talked about community and how we need and are built as people for community. And today, I believe it's the same situation. I believe we are built to be people who enjoy and create art. The history of music has always fascinated me because forever, every culture that has ever existed throughout history has created music. It's one of the very few cultural traits that is found in every culture we have ever studied. And so music has been around essentially as long as humans have developed advanced cognition. There's actually a, a debate among historians as to whether it came before language or roughly the same time as language. But even that is fascinating to me because nobody suggests that it came after language. It was either music first and then language, or they developed at the same time. Humans have been using music to communicate as long as we have been able to be classified as humans, which is amazing. Music plays such an integral role in human society that there are instruments that have been uncovered that are dated as early as 40,000 years ago. We have bone flutes and things that we know were primarily for music, 40,000 years old. And much like community, as I said, I believe that expression through music and art is ingrained in our very creation. It is part of who we are created to be. Our scripture today talked about not music, not just as an expression of ourselves, but also to, quote, teach and warn each other with all wisdom. And that's actually the history behind a lot of hymns. Hymns developed as a way to teach people theology, teach people about God and the Bible, because when a lot of those early hymns were being written, people didn't have Bibles. And even if they did, they might not have been literate <laughs> to be able to read them. So people put teaching to tunes to help us remember. In fact, if you read your hymnal at the bottom, a lot of times you'll see words by and it won't even always say music by. It'll just say tune, and it'll name the tune, because a lot of hymns were set to modern music of the day that people already knew. Some of them were bar songs. 
rousing bar songs that had a really catchy, easy melody that they put the teaching of God to. Some of them were sea shanties (laughs) that they put the melodies to words to help people remember. We do this today. I know for, for years I taught in communion class the books of the Bible to the Ballad of Gilligan's Island. There's Genesis and Exodus and then Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. And it it works. It gets it in your head to remember how that goes. Today, many of our contemporary worship songs are less focused on the teaching of things and much more focused on the worship of God. Lifting God's name in worship can be a wonderfully emotional experience. And a lot of churches work us included, to create a space where emotions can exist. As a worship leader, I've spent a lot of time reading and studying on worship through music, and there are some that would suggest that this emotional experience that we are attempting to create is ultimately manipulation. It's trying to manipulate people into feeling something that maybe they wouldn't have felt otherwise. And I want to make sure that as a worship leader, I'm not trying to trick anybody (laughs) into worshiping God. But as I've grown in my knowledge and wisdom, I've realized that there is nothing wrong with an emotional response to art. Art evokes emotion. It's part of what draws us to it. It's part of what being human is to experience emotions as well as to make the art that draws them out. But there's an additional step with worship. The emotional response is not the end of the art, but it points to something greater. I'd like to explain that a little bit more with a different kind of example. You see, as a pastor, I'm still actually working on what exactly truth is. It's a tricky subject, and I feel like the more you learn about it, the more you realize you don't know about truth. Currently, I believe that there is an absolute truth. We'll call it God's truth. I do not claim to know this truth, (laughs) but I do believe that we can, over time, uncover pieces of that truth to incorporate that into how we live and how we love each other and how we love God. But if absolute truth exists, there's a truth up here, it is absolute, it is the truth, then any expression of truth has to point to that. Are you with me? Anything that is true has to point to absolute truth if it exists. We see this actually in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, Paul is in Athens, Greece, and he is talking to people about God, and he actually quotes their philosophers about God. Now, the philosophers were not talking about God, but he recognized truth in what they were saying in a way that they didn't even recognize. And this means two things. One, Paul was not afraid to hear other perspectives. He knew those philosophers enough to quote them back to the people. And he knew that any source of truth is ultimately God's truth. Truth can exist anywhere. But this means that any expression of science that leads to truth That's God's truth. Any expression of religion, whether Christianity or not, that leads to truth. That is God's truth. 
any expression of psychology or medicine or statistics or aeronautics or astronomy, any of those things that lead to truth, that is God's truth. But that also means that a perfect representation of truth for any of those mediums will ultimately point you directly to God. If science could progress to the point where it could perfectly and fully explain the workings of the universe, it would point to God. It has to, because God is the absolute truth, and anything that leads there is going to lead you to God. Now, I don't think we'll ever get there. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to have a perfect explanation of science on this side of things. But that's true for anything. A perfect expression of truth will always point us to God. And that is what I believe about art. I believe a perfect expression of art will always lead you back to God. And that emotion that we feel is part of the revelation of that truth for us. Now, it doesn't always come in a complete fashion, sometimes that revelation. It, sometimes that piece of truth may actually muddle things more than it helps, and we have to work together in community and the Holy Spirit to discern how to move forward with it. But if it's true, it's God's truth. What we are looking for in worship is for the art or the spoken word or the experience to lead us then to a piece of that truth. And secular music can do that. Anybody ever had a godly experience through Foreigner? No? Def Leppard? I'm going to name all the classic rock bands because that's where my heart lies. <laughs> secular music can do that. It does evoke emotion, and that can lead to truth. Because any truth, regardless of what it's, where it comes from, is God's truth. But worship music strives for that. That's the point, is to lead us into truth. Its purpose is to draw you close to God. As we sing, or we listen, or we dance, we reach out for connection with something greater than ourselves and yearn for the truth that it can bring. Worship music is a journey of discovery and community. I love having the opportunity to lead people on that journey, to provide a space where you can connect to the Spirit of God here in this place. And I hope that you find this place, a place where you find and connect to God. Amen. And of course, here at the Contemporary Worship Service, we would like to share in Holy Communion with you each week as a reminder of one of the many ways, including music, that we connect with God and we're reminded of God's gifts for us, especially the gift of grace. So we are reminded of the, the story that we share of Jesus and his closest friends. Jesus shared a meal with those friends the night that he was betrayed before he was crucified. And at that meal, I'm guessing they sang some songs. Did you ever think about that? They probably sang songs around that table as they fellowshiped and praised God together through story. They sang together. They ate together. They prayed together. But at that meal, Jesus took the bread. He gave thanks to God. He blessed it. And then he broke it. 
And he gave it to them and said, Take and eat, for this is my body that is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He also took the cup. He gave thanks to God, he blessed it, and then he passed it to his friends and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us pray. God, we ask for your spirit to be poured out upon all of us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. May they be for us, the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world redeemed people by these gifts of grace. We give thanks for the gift of this sacrament that reminds us of your presence in our lives and of the grace available to each and every one of us. Thank you, O God. We ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. I'll remind you that the United Methodist table is an open table, which means all are welcome to come forward. We have individual cups for you this morning. Come forward, take it, peel off the first layer where there'll be a little uh, wafer for you and then the juice below it. Feel free to spend some time at either altar railing. There are sticks. You can light a candle for prayer or if you have someone in your mind you'd like to lift up, a good chance to light a candle for that person or persons. Or just feel free to come and spend some time in prayer at the railing. We also invite you to put your offering, if you have it um, today or online, but if you have it in person, you may drop it on in here, as well as your connection card. So we invite you to come forward as you feel led. Welcome. The table is open.
Christ has died and Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Christ has died and Christ is risen. Christ will come Stand and join us as we close in worship. Let's sing this together. Higher than the mountains I face. Higher than the mountains that I Oh 
Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I invite you now to go in the peace and the knowledge that art, music, leads to truth. Go in peace.